0: Today on the locked on blues podcast the trade deadline has officially passed so i'm going to be going through each trade made by the st louis blues starting with the vladimir Tarasenko trade giving a quick reaction and giving it a grade before giving the blues a final overall trade deadline grade gonna be a fun episode lots of moves to go through make sure you stay tuned Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If you don't know me, welcome to the show. I've been covering the blues, whether it be writing on Twitter or this podcast, for about five years now. Uh, this podcast itself for over three years, I think. Um, if you're coming back, it isn't this isn't your first time tuning in. Thanks for checking out the show. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for making Locked On Blues part of your daily routine, making it your hashtag. First listen. You can find the show on YouTube at Lockdown Blues and on Instagram and Twitter at Lockdown Blues. You can find me on Twitter. Right there. At Josh Hyman NHL. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into today's episode. So the trade deadline um at the time of recording ended about an hour and a half ago. The blues made one minor trade today, which I'll get into at the end. I'm gonna do this in chronological order, but things have settled. Colton pareco still with the team, tory Krug still with the team. Um But a lot of guys aren't still with the team. So I'm going to go through each trade one by one, give some quick thoughts, what it means for the short term, what it means for the long term, and give it a grade. Spoiler alert, there's going to be a lot of positive grades going around. I think the Blues had a really, really solid trade deadline given the difficult situation that they're in. Um, Not quite as good as I think it could have been, but I'll I'll save that till the end. Uh, But let's just jump into it. So starting with the very first trade that happened couple weeks ago uh and and kind of out of the blue um on february 9th vladimir tarasenko and Nico mikula were traded to the new york rangers in exchange for sammy blay hunter skinner a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 fourth round pick conditions on those picks um first round pick is going to be the later of the two picks owned by the rangers so the rangers pick or the stars pick whichever one is later um, will be the one that the Blues get, um, and then the fourth round pick becomes a third round pick if the Rangers make the playoffs, which is pretty much guaranteed. Uh, right off the bat, I give this trade an A minus, A minus. Uh, Blues were in a tough situation. Vladimir Tarasenko had requested a trade in the past, and you know you never want to get rid of a guy like that. Um, fan favorite, my favorite player. There's a reason his jersey's still on the wall. I'm, I'm still not. I still haven't moved on. Um, but yeah, you know, fan favorite player, but a bit of a rift in the locker room. Um, you know, requested a trade a while ago, didn't come to fruition exactly when he wanted it, but was traded at the deadline along with Nico Mikola for a familiar face in Sammy Blay. So let's talk about the return. I mean, Sammy Blay is a familiar face. He's younger. The Blues did just sign him to a contract extension, only $1 million for one year, which I don't have a problem with at all. Um, he's played pretty well so far. Uh, already scored a couple goals, which is way more than he did with the Rangers. Um, Hunter Skinner probably not a guy that you'll see consistently in a Blues uniform, maybe ever. Uh, but the first round pick is spectacular. Uh, whether the Blues want to use that as a trade ship, uh, come draft time, or use it to draft a guy in a very deep draft, that's great. And then a third round pick as well is really good. Um, the only reason I say it's an A minus is just because you know you weaken the roster you traded away a defenseman and a really good forward it can't be an a plus because you just got objectively weaker however i'll probably do another segment um you know maybe next season re regrading the trade deadline because if that first round pick turns into something great or if that third round pick turns into something great etc etc so it's an a minus for now but it has the potential to get a lot better if something happens with that first round pick um I think it was the best you could have done for a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko. The market has been weird this year. Some guys have been going for a ton. Some guys have been going for pennies, uh, such as the John Klingberg trade that just happened. So there's only so much that you you can do when you're in a situation that the Blues were in with Tarasenko with him requesting a trade and seemingly being very adamant about wanting to get traded to the Rangers. Um, But overall, I think they handled it fairly well. Um, Moving on to the next trade, big one. Happened a little over a week later. Ryan O'Reilly was traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs in return. The Blues received Adam Gaudette, an AHL sort of depth guy. Mikhail Abramov, another AHL guy, but a bit younger than Gaudette, could potentially turn into something. A 2023 first from Toronto with no conditions. A 2023 third, which was owned by Ottawa. And a 2024 second pick which was owned by toronto this is another trade i'm going to give an a minus for the exact same reason now ryan o'reilly is on a very down year for the blues uh was on a very down year for the blues now he's on the maple leafs and of course has already gotten a hat trick um etc uh he wasn't performing well i wasn't sure what his value would be uh, but to get two potential depth guys, which again, they're they're going to be AHL guys. I don't know if they're going to come up, but the, the three picks are wonderful. First round pick is great, even though Toronto might make a deep playoff run and that might end up, you know, in the late 20s. That's two picks in the late 20s could be used to move up or whatever. The Blues have a lot of potential. Um, the third round pick is, is great. It was a third round pick, right? Yeah. Third round pick. Great. Especially considering it's Ottawa. It's probably going to be near the beginning of the third round um blues have been been notoriously good at drafting in that in and around that round i believe colton pareko was a third round pick early third round pick so the blues are pretty good at that and then the second round pick in 2024 uh is good as well because you're sort of diversifying that draft capital that you have again a minus for the same reason that tarasenko is it's it sucks to lose a player like that but he was on an expiring deal um they got some pretty good assets for it you know could go down if they if they don't use the draft pick well could go up if they draft the stud. so Another trade that I think is right around the A-, minus. you know, it's it's the best the Blues could have done given their circumstances, um, but not quite a home run, you know, knocked it out of the park. Uh, before I continue and go on to the next trades, I want to tell you guys about one of today's sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories. You got to try yourself at Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good, you might ask. Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real, delicious, decadent chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. They come in delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I honestly don't know how they do it. I've had them before. They taste like a candy bar. Then you look at the back. You look at the wrapper and you see the 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. It's hard to believe. But you got to check them out yourself. Don't just take my word for it. As always, you know you can get them at Built.com. I've been saying that for years. However, now you can get them in person if you live near a Walmart or a Sam's Club. So either head to Built.com or take a, take a short trip to your local Walmart, Sam's Club, and pick yourself up a box. You will not regret it. Trust me. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right. We have two more trades to go through before I sort of give a overall wrap-up on the trade deadline as a whole for the St. Louis Blues, um, as well as, you know, where they go from here in my uh, expert opinion. I use expert, jokingly, expert. Um, The Blues traded away another uh, expiring deal in Ivan Barbashev to the Vegas Golden Knights for former first-round pick center Zach Dean. I give this trade B+. You know, it's... it's, Zach Dean is a guy that I like. I'm not super high on. I don't think he's ever going to be a, you know, first-line center or second-line center, but I think he could be exactly what Ivan Barbashev was for the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, a, a third, fourth line guy that provides a good amount of offense, but a great amount of like hockey IQ. And a lot of scouts and, and you know, reporters have um, have commended Dean for his work ethic, which I think is great. You know, that's a guy that you really want, especially given the issues of the season and the fact that so the, the most frustrating part is that guys seemingly aren't working as hard as, you would like them to be, you know, getting a guy like Zach Dean who who's young, who could galvanize a locker room, who could, you know, who's whose effort could could rub off on the rest of the team. I think that is an extremely valuable asset. Um, like I said, he is a little bit a little bit of a, a step slow in terms of like his skill and stuff like that. So I don't know if he'll ever turn into a a, you know, top line forward or anything like that. But I don't think that's why the blues got him. I think it was honestly like they looked at him, they had scattered him in the past. They really like guys like Ivan Barbashev. They've had their fair share of them in the past. You know, Barbashev, Oscar Sundquist is a similar type of player. Um, Logan Brown, even to an extent, even though he's had a pretty rough season, they really like their third and fourth line players to have high motors that work really hard and are more gritty compared to finesse players. And I think Zach Dean fits that model very, very well. He's a guy that's going to work very hard um, and, you know, fight to earn his roster spot night in, night out. I think that's great for the culture of the Blues, and obviously he's pretty young. Uh, I think he was a first-round pick in 2021, so um, definitely a guy that you should keep your eye on to potentially make the roster as soon as next season. Uh, I think there's going to be an open spot for that fourth-line center that is still undecided, so it could be him. Um, in terms of losing Ivan Barbashev, it's tough. He had a 25-goal season last year. Obviously was never going to recreate that. I had said that even after the season in the off season. Um, still producing decently offensively this year. Defensively, he's fine. But again, it's more of just the him being one of the hardest workers on the team. And that's why I give this trade only a B plus because I think getting rid of Ivan Barbashev is going to hurt the team you know, mentally more than it would skill-wise just because he is such a hard worker. And he's one of the few guys that I think really brought his all to every single game he played with the Blues this season. And Losing him, I think, is just going to cause the the effort to go down even more. Fortunately, the Blues played last night and played a really good game. I'm not sure if I'm going to have time to get to it, but maybe a, maybe a quick recap at the end of the episode. Um, looking at the time now, I should have time. Uh, so, you know, it's been a little, a little bit inconsistent there. I do think the loss of Barbashev is going to hurt in that aspect, but so far the Blues have somewhat proved me wrong. I mean, they've lost a couple games since then, obviously, but... Um, done so in convincing fashion. Like, it isn't the losses that we've seen in the past where, you know, Brubys had the comments in the media or Torpachenko have had the comments in the media. It seems like the effort has picked up a little bit, at least, um, you know, I think a conversation for another day would be whether or not the Vladimir Tarasenko trade had anything to do with that. I think we should... We're going to wait on that one, table that one, because that could be a, a whole episode in itself. But I think the moves are turning a corner a little bit. I think that they've sort of accepted that this is the direction that they're in and they're playing for pride at this point. And maybe, maybe, maybe if a miracle happens, they'll make the playoffs, but highly unlikely. So, you know, you got to play for pride at this point. And that's why losing a guy like Ivan Barbashev hurts because again, he was one of the hardest workers on the team. And, you know, whenever you have a guy like that, you're sitting on the bench, you watch someone go out there, play their tail off it, even if it's like, the, you know, a random shift in the first period where you're not really super elated you know it's not like third period crunch time it's not a playoff game but you watch you know you watch a guy like Ivan Barbashev go out there and play his tail off it kind of inspires you as a player to work hard as well and losing a guy like that is is unfortunate for that aspect but the return I think is really really good and there's potential that Ivan Barbashev rejoins the Blues in the off season. Armstrong has said that that they are going to be heavily interested in him if he is available on day one of free agency. Obviously, not a guarantee. Uh, it's only happened a few times in the past, but if that happens, this trade obviously goes to an A, plus because then you get Zach Dean for free. And like, you know, how can you complain about that? Uh, moving on to the final trade, which happened this morning, March 3rd, 2023. The St. Louis Blues acquire. Forward Jacob Verana with 50% salary retained in exchange for a 2025 seventh round pick and Dylan McLaughlin. A plus trade. A plus trade. Um Jacob Verana is a younger forward, 26 years old, so he fits the blues timeline there. And he also is a former two-time back-to-back 25 plus goal scorer with the uh Washington Capitals. Had dealt with some injuries as well as being admitted to the a- NHLPA assistance program. So has had a bit of struggles staying on the ice lately, was waived, uh, put on waivers by the uh, the Detroit Red Wings, I believe, this season, uh, just for the purposes of cap space and stuff like that because he wasn't healthy. However, he is still young. He is 26, and I think a change of scenery for him is going to do him wonders. First of all, the reason it's an A-plus is because the Blues gave up nothing. Seventh-round pick and a you know, guy that would never really play for the Blues ever. In exchange for a guy who has the potential to be a 40 goal scorer in the right situation. Obviously, I'm not saying he's going to get there, but he could definitely, absolutely be another 20 goal scorer. 30 goals is reasonable. 40 goals, 40 goals, probably a pipe dream, but not impossible. Um, He's under contract next year for the Blues as well, which I think is also another reason that it elevates it. If he plays really well, the Blues have the option to extend him because he does fit into that timeline. He is only 26. So if you wanted him to be a core player around a guy like Kairou and Thomas, and etc, he could be perfect for that. Or if the Blues want to maximize on him differently, if he has a strong season next year, if he's looking like he's on pace for you know, 30 goals, whatever, they could flip him at the trade deadline and get even more assets. I think this is a slam dunk, home run move by the Blues that went a little bit under the radar because it's not a big bodacious trade. There's also a decent chance that he flames out and he is past his prime and the injuries got to him and he'll never make a valuable impact with the Blues. But again, it doesn't matter. All you gave up was a seventh round pick and a meaning, meaningless AHL depth piece. Spectacular trade by the Blues. Doug Armstrong has really done this trade deadline well. Um, And because of that, I'm giving this overall trade deadline an A for the St. Louis Blues. They were in a very, very tough situation. Wasn't quite that A+. A A-plus would have been getting rid of a guy like Colton Pareko or Torrey Krug, but that was never really a realistic option. If that is going to happen, I would suspect it would be in the offseason. But given the, the cards that Doug Armstrong and the front office were dealt, I think they handled this trade deadline perfectly. They every single trade they got was a win for them. Obviously, it's a win for the other team as well with rentals like Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko. But they are now absolutely stacked to the brim on draft picks, and this upcoming draft is supposed to be um, very, very good um, in terms of depth pieces. Uh, and you know, or not in terms of depth pieces, but in terms of depth, um, it's going to be a very, very deep draft. Which means that the, the fact that the Blues have picks so late. Uh, in the draft with the Toronto pick and the Rangers or Stars pick, I don't think is at all a um, a hindrance or anything like that. I think the Blues did the best they could, like I said, with the cards that they were dealt. Uh, that being said, I want to quickly recap last night's game against the San Jose Sharks. But before I do that, I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor. And that is Indeed. No matter how the last game went, it was a win. Anytime you take the field or the ice, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites to find candidates with the right skills, just hoping. You, can, you need one powerful hiring partner that can do it all. And Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process, finding great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your requirements. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talents. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one Job site worldwide. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. You can start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. This is valid through March 31st, so get on it quickly. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions do apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode recapping last night's game now the blues were on a six game losing streak however san jose was on a three game losing streak and the blues prevailed pavel Buchnevich had his best game of the season with four assists and the blues won six to three more importantly, they came back from a deficit, which is something that they had really struggled to do this year. They went down two nothing really early in the game, six and a half minutes in, and it felt like, oh man, here we go again. You know, another disappointing loss the Blues were out of, you know, by the time that half the crowd got in their seats. However, that wasn't the case as Colton Pareko, a guy that had taken a ton of criticism this year, had maybe his best game of the year offensively, getting himself his fourth goal of the year early in the second. And the onslaught continued as Jordan Kyrou scored on the power play, breaking the Blues power play, power play drought. I think it was like 20 plus straight power plays that they hadn't scored on. Kairou gets his 26th of the year. buchnevich gets his first of many assists of the night, just three minutes after Pareko's goal. Right after that, Logan Brown, another guy who had taken a lot of criticism, gives the Blues the lead. Butchnevich gets his second assist of the night, and Pareko gets himself an assist to go along with his goal. After that, Braden Shen gets another power play goal for the Blues with a minute to go on the period from Cairo and Buchnevich. That is three assists on the night for Buchnevich. San Jose didn't go away quietly. They got themselves a shorthanded goal, which was a little disappointing um, to cut the lead to one. However, the Blues continued to push. They continued to play hard, and that was... That paid off with a depth goal from Tyler Pitlick assisted by Nikita Alexandrov to give the Blues a two-goal lead once again. And then the new guy, Kasperi Kapanen, who I haven't talked about yet because he wasn't a trade. Real quick, Kapanen, great waiver signing. A little bit of a hefty contract, but he's really quick, really speedy. Could fit along with some of the Blues more speedy forwards. Well, I like that move. He's young again. Um, like I said, young guys. Perfect for the... Uh, Timeline of the St. Louis Blues and Kapanen fits that well. He gets himself his first goal as the member of the St. Louis Blues with the empty net, assisted by Pavel Buchnevich for his fourth of the night, and Braden Shen gets himself an assist as well. Uh, great, great, great overall game from the St. Louis Blues to come back from two goals down and play a really strong game uh, in a game that they were potentially out of it. Um, Pavel Buchnevich, like I said, was spectacular. Getting himself four assists. Grice was good as well. Um, didn't face a ton of shots, uh, but when he did, he was all right. Had an 880 save percentage. Nothing special, but Blues had a great game. Hopefully, they can continue to build on that um, and you know have some more solid games moving forward. That being said, that is all the time I have for you today. So thank you all so much for listening. Make, you, make sure you check out the show on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. It's completely free everywhere. Check out the show on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Blues. You can check out me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.